Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 40 of the Spoiler Cast. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined here by Tristan. I didn't think of anything clever to say. Oops. <laughs> and Barra. Hi there. So uh, we're going to do something different right now. So we're actually going to do kind of a, an offshoot, and I'll just push it right over to Barra because you're about to enter an awesome conversation about why we're doing what we're doing, and I'll just let you talk about it. Thank you, Dan. You warm the cockles of my heart. <laughs> so the thing is, is that Tris and I were hanging out a few weeks ago, and we were talking about how it's oftentimes difficult to, for us to not only always get together on the same day and get together on a weekly basis with between uh, both of our with the three of our work schedules and Dan living up in Boston and I thought that it would be cool for us to record a bunch of stuff at once and to me the easiest way to record a bunch of stuff at once while still keeping stuff fresh would is actually to have us record spoiler casts on other topics uh, specifically the ones that came to my mind right now are movies because we all watch movies, we enjoy them, and there's definitely a large overlap between new movies, particularly the kind of nerdy movies we're going to be talking about on the spoiler cast, and video games. And then also music because all three of us listen to music and Dan and I are also musicians and Dan has a fantastic band. So I just felt that that was a natural progression. And we may also do a fourth one, which... I'll unveil that once we have it yeah. because it's either going to be awful and we don't want any of uh, our horrible abandoned child of a podcast to ever be known to anybody after we leave it in the woods or it's going to be wanna, great. And we, we don't want to uh, necessarily put it on the <laughs> right. uh, Crossing beams or but yeah, any of that good stuff. I, I threw that out to Tris and then we threw that out to Dan and uh, I don't know, it seems like people are, uh, are okay with that. But yeah, what were you guys' thoughts about, about that thing? When I when I put it out at first, uh, we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, we're doing I think it that now. speaks That's for. It. I think it speaks for, for itself. Great. Uh, and and what we're doing today is so for episode number forty, we're actually going to be talking about a movie. Now we did this, uh, and we're going to call this spoiler cast spoils movies. We did this before actually, so this isn't the first foray oh, good. in the yeah. movie spoiler cast. So previously we did uh, the Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Yep. Right. Um, we'll likely do another one for Rogue, Rogue one, one. Yep. Um, which is looking better and better by the day. Oh, oh my, my god, god. Um, she's looking better. Um, yeah. The, and, each trailer just looks great, and also for you martial arts movie fans. Uh, the blind swordsman dude is the guy from it man. it's it man right it's yeah. it man yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so uh today's movie is actually uh the newest marvel movie when's marvel <laughs> right it, now that is uh doctor strange directed by somebody do you know, we know who directed it uh, someone used the dark side device we should we should have probably prepared at least a little <laughs> yeah um, but then we wouldn't be us this yep. is true. Uh, here, let me get IMDb up. But yeah, Tris saw Doctor Strange on Thursday. I saw it yesterday, and I th was hoping it was going to be good. I heard it was good, but I've got to be perfectly honest with you. It may have been because I came in with low expectations, but I think it was also um, because the movie was very good. It's It was a lot better than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. yes. In fact, I was very pleasantly surprised. I would rate it as the second best Marvel movie that they've come out oh, with. Oh, wow. And what's number one? The Winter Captain Soldier? America, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America versus the Drone Program is, of yeah. course, my favorite yeah. Marvel movie. Uh, but yeah, no. And uh, just to give people an idea of like where I rank others, um, right under it would be like Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, the first Thor movie. Um, and even though I admit it's highly flawed, probably the second Thor movie. I just I like the silliness. Okay. <laughs> Although to be fair, Doctor Strange is actually a lot more. It's kind of, it's a lot more winter soldiery, even though it's oh, actually no Ant Man would be number five. Ant Man is a heist movie in the Marvel universe and it's great. Okay, uh, not so to be just, confused with Ant Man. Uh, oh no, no, so Ant Man just, would be excellent in the Marvel universe. <laughs> so so I, ju I just looked it up. Uh, Doctor Strange was directed by Scott Derrickson, who has done like a Hellraiser movie. Gotcha. Really? <laughs> I thought it was directed by Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> Um. Yeah, like I can't find anything like super. <laughs> I just got that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see anything like super. Like I can be like, oh, he's the same guy who did blank. You know? Yeah. Well, before we get into that, uh, to fully dive into the movie, I think that that's something I'd like to riff off of. In that, I think what's kind of cool about Marvel Studios is that 
they are very willing to take creative chances, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. both in terms of like the kind of people they give the the movies to, and I think in this case, having faith in a director who apparently has does hasn't had a lot of credits. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to remember that stage one, they had they had uh, Shane Black in there, who <laughs> like Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Um, they had uh, Kenneth Branagh for the first Thor movie, mm-hmm. which was awesome in many ways because Kenneth Branagh is great. Uh, they had the person who did the Rocketeer did the first mm. uh, uh, Captain America movie, and yeah. they had Joss Whedon overseeing everything. Yeah, and like, he did the first Avengers, right? He was the director on that one. Yeah, and yeah. Avengers two, I believe. Oh, so. really? Yeah, he he was overseeing yeah, and he, he he's all the of grand it. puppeteer. Okay. And when everything comes together, that's when he goes, "Cool, I'm back in." Yeah, and taking more. Well, it was he left after Avengers two, but right. he the, the the behemoth was was well in motion at that right. point. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's interesting that they're that they're willing to, you know, just like take chances and really just say, "Hey, artists, do your thing." Yeah. And that's one of the coolest things I think about the Marvel movies is that yes, they do have a formula. Yes, they have to work in with like this greater universe, but they do allow a lot of creative freedom and flexibility for their people. Which is a strong contradiction to DC. <laughs> well, up until yesterday, a strong contradiction to DC. Oh, are we going to talk about that Wonder Woman trailer? That's or? not what I was what I was getting at. I was oh, getting at getting the other at? the other trailer from yesterday. I think oh. it was yesterday. Anyway. Whoa, what trailer um, was that? Lego Batman, did you see this trailer? Yeah, Lego Batman's great, but I think that that's in the Lego universe, yeah. which is... Just yeah. amazing. Yeah. And yeah, no, Lego Batman. All of the Lego Batman trailers look great because, in many ways, the Lego movie was one of the best movies of that year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we could go on about a lot of different things. But, Tris, why don't you talk about Doctor Strange <laughs> and kick it off? Okay. So, so Doctor Strange. So, it is another. It's another character intro movie. Mm-hmm. So, it's another backstory movie, basically. Mm-hmm. Um,. For those of you who aren't familiar, Doctor Strange is a wizard in the Marvel Universe. Um, <laughs> right? So yes. I was also honestly like, like, I was like, okay, how are they going to now work fucking magic into this when they've already got, you know, Super Soldier Serum? When basically magic hasn't even been really a part of this. Uh, Thor. Thor. Is the closest we have seen. Yeah. And even then, basically apart from Mjolnir. Yeah. Which, honestly, it still sounds like a cat meowing to me. <laughs> um, um, basically, apart from, from that, the only real magic we've, quote-unquote magic we've seen, is Loki's shapeshiftiness. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, wherever the hell that comes from, which they haven't touched on at all. Yeah. And then his staff, which had an infinity stone in it. Right. Although the in mind this, infinity stone of all things. Although in this movie, there's also an infinity stone as well. Yes. <laughs> First big spoiler: we finally see the time stone. Yeah, and it's really powerful. It's super powerful, <laughs> as it should be, because right. it is the infinity stone that governs time. <laughs> right, and it's kind of, one of the cool things about the movie is is that it very much is able to have temporal manipulation. As a plot device, well, without making it overpowered. Yeah. Because they make it very clear that using this is super, super dangerous and that there could be there will huge be. consequences. No, no. There won't be consequences. It's not that there might be consequences. There yeah. will be consequences going down the line. Right. Um, which, uh, which, is a, which is interesting and cool because time travel is probably one of the easiest things to muck up and mm-hmm. one of the easiest ways to just destroy a movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah well so that's my so looking at the trailers and now listening to this and kind of getting the vibes for it, it had a very inception feel yeah you know, in the trailers at least with the, the buildings in different directions well, so, and people so, falling so one, the, so one of the key ideas is that there are multiple layers of reality mm-hmm. the big one there are three big ones they deal with throughout the course of the movie it's our plane of existence the mirror world and then the dark dimension so which one's the upside down? That's the mirror world. Okay. The mirror world is kind of like, sort of like the layer just below us. And so it doesn't interact with our reality. Really? Like anything you do there doesn't carry into our reality. But because it's a little bit destabilized, you can do things like 
move things around based on will. Yeah, and uh, the other thing, interesting thing about that is is that about the mirror dimension is is that it's definitely allows for some really really trippy and interesting special effects. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the movie is visually. Gorgeous. gorgeous can i ask my my next question is this is a movie that people have been talking about for 3d and usually 3d is a bad word but i've been hearing that this might actually be a good movie to watch so in 3d and i want to know I your would, thoughts i did not see it in 3d but i did I, see it in 3d perfect i would assume it would be worth it so here's what i'll say is that the 3d in it they used basically no gimmicky 3d hmm. like none of the stuff reaching out at you from the screen type type 3d but it, they used it to very good effect for all the reality bending, right. tesseracting, crazy bullshit. Um, like there, there's a scene where they are moving through a city while the bad guys are sort of changing stuff around them to try and like hedge them off. And you see there's a street which goes at a right angle down and a car goes up the street and then up the street because it goes around a right angle in space time. Right. Basically, and it looks great in 3D. Hmm. Like, yeah, it gives it's... the 3D gives stuff like it gives the spells, it gives the world and all this like all the magical effects a depth to it, which I think works very well. Yeah, if if I were to see it again, I definitely see it in 3D. Um, but you can just see it even from 2D that it would work well in 3D. Mm-hmm. My thing about 3D is is that I feel that it is really only good when it is designed by a director who understands how to use it mm-hmm. and then properly uses it mm-hmm. like movies that have used 3d well are of course james cameron's avatar because flying in 3d is awesome mm-hmm. and weirdly enough uh hugo hugo was a it's a children it's a children's movie but martin scorsese really used the 3d to make it feel like you were in a children's book uh, it was it was marvelous in that way. I, I will say I also really like the use of 3D in Tron Legacy. Hmm. I didn't see that, but I would imagine that would also also work well. But yeah, I mean, Tris can say it for sure. I could say it with 90%. This is not a bad movie. In fact, a good movie to see in, in 3D. Mm-hmm. It, you can see it in 2D and enjoy it and appreciate the special effects. Yeah, because it's very pretty. Because it's very pretty. But seeing it in 3D just adds... And it adds an extra dimension <laughs> uh, to the special effects. Good but lord! In terms of like the key core of the movie, it is definitely uh, I would say Benedict Cumberbatch and his performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, for I know it's kind of popular at this point to hate on Benedict Cumberbatch and say you hate seeing him and everything, and they want him to go away. This movie basically is ensuring he's never going away. Yeah, well, because first of all, he he looks the part. Yeah, he nails he it. Nails the part visually, mm-hmm. like like he looks like comic book Doctor Strange. Yeah, like like to a T. And then he also plays the role perfectly to a T. Yeah, um, something that I really and I don't read the Doctor Strange comics. Um, I, I've is, read a few. They're not they're not one of my big follows. Yeah, but what I so I don't know how much of this they arched up or not. I mean, I read like some of the basic backstory. But something that I thought was really cool and what makes this movie work and why it's um, definitely my second favorite Marvel movie uh, and it definitely even jockeying with the Runner Soldiers in terms of how good it is, is is that they really make Stephen Strange an unlikable individual in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, he doesn't lose a lot of those qualities throughout. Like he has character and that getting to see that character growth mm-hmm. of somebody becoming a better human being while still like you know being themselves is really cool to see on screen because you know a lot of times people aren't well directors aren't willing to make somebody seem unlikable or at the same time they just like make them evil and then they have like right. oh this revelation and then they become good again yeah. it's not that he's like evil it's just he's like he's this dislikable self-absorbed human being and then Literally through getting his ass beaten down <laughs> and having him, his worldview constantly challenged. Uh, what's, what's the term they give that? A, for a swift spiritual kick to the head? Yes. Repeatedly. Yeah, Physical, physically too. But through that, he begins to see where he is. He's be, he begins to see that he may have had his priorities a bit out of whack. Although the one of the very cool things about the movie is, is that... Stephen Strange in the beginning of it is someone who's this hotshot surgeon 
who oftentimes do, who doesn't take cases that he doesn't feel are super challenging. Huh. And well, his logic for not going with his ex-girlfriend into ER work and doing all this more prestige stuff, although he does help her out with an ER case in the beginning too, so right. he's not shown as totally heartless. Right. If, you, if you give him something that interests him, he'll do it. He'll do it. But he's if he's not challenged, if he can't show that he's the best, or if he's not fully engaged in something, he's not interested in but his logic for that is, is that like the work I doing with all this prestige stuff could save thousands of lives, and this one thing could save one. Oh, right. and like saving one ER patient could save one, and and at, interesting... the same, and at the same time, it also makes me look really good. It makes me super famous and rich. Exactly. But the and that's the interesting thing at the end is, is that even though he becomes a more selfless into a more selfless individual and a more humble individual. That same calculation that by doing doing one thing that saves lots of people is better than doing another thing that saves a few mm -hmm. is actually what makes it so he decides to stick in the role of being the so being a wizard as opposed to going back to being a doctor. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> that sounds like an awesome choice. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I had to make that You're decision a wizard, right now. Stephen. Wizard or doctor? <laughs> you choose wizard every time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so, so the whole, so the whole point, the whole point is that is that he gets into a car accident. Yeah. And his hands are ruined, destroyed, just completely destroyed, and he basically destroys himself trying to find treatments to get his hands back in working order. Yeah. And he's eventually sort of turned into or turned on to um, this guru in India. And this is oh, Tol Nepal. Kept in oh, Nepal. in Nepal. Sorry. Is this Tilda Swinton without any hair? Yes. yes. Okay. The answer. <laughs> and we we can talk She's about great. that whole like. There's a whole thing with why an Irish woman playing this role. Yeah, they they do make it so she they explicitly say in the movie she's Celtic, right? Um, and she's really old. Yes, and she's she's good and she's very good. She's probably Merlin. Maybe that's Maybe. that's possible. Um, also, in terms of other people who are there, uh, if anyone's seen Marco Polo, the the Netflix series, mm -hmm. it's okay except for the guy who plays Kublai Khan, who's amazing. And that guy is also in this movie he's as Wong, Wong the librarian, yeah. and he's fantastic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, that, just that scene where he's listening to Beyonce. Oh my he gosh. like portaling his hands into grabbing all the books. There's a lot of jokes in this. There, there's a lot of jokes. There's a lot of good humor. Um, what is this, my mantra? No, it's the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> we're, not, we're not savages. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's pretty perfect. Uh, but yeah, no, there was a lot of controversy about like why the ancient one was Tilda Swinton and not an Asian man. Um, <laughs> and their cop out, no, <laughs> no, there actually was. There was a lot there, of controversy. Know, it's, just funny. it's just funny. Well, their <laughs> argument was their argument was this: it was that if we got someone, if we got a Nepalese man to play it, we would not be able to show this in the Chinese in the Chinese theaters, mm. really, because of all the that conflict. And oh, because got... of the Tibetan law. Oh, oh, because they would have thought it was like a Tibetan Lama. Right. Right. And if we got a Chinese person to play this role, the internet would be up in arms about it, about it for not showing respect to the Tibetans. To the Tibetans. Yeah, I so mean, there was no, there was no like win there. So we'll there. just go with somebody Irish. Yeah, right. I, I mean, like I, I'm not sure if their whole. I think I also heard that they. Wanted to, didn't want to do it because they didn't want to do the whole stereotype of like the mystic Asian person giving the white guy powers as right. well. Um, I'm not sure. Like I feel in that situation. I mean, I mean, let's, let's 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 put out that they made a great casting choice, and she definitely nailed the part. No, she nailed the part great, like, and she was, they... a, she was a good choice for that character. But there was a lot of controversy over that choice. Yeah, and the other thing was is that they did make a pretty good job of showing the basically the wizards around the ancient one as a multi ethnic, multiracial group of people as mm -hmm. well. Like they did, they did sell that part out. Um, now right, whether there are people kind of from all walks and all areas, that, the people who, regardless of where they come from, yeah, who have the potential to become wizards, right now. <laughs> But one of the cool things about the movie was is that the wizard thing was very much... It was instead of like, oh, you have an innate spark, Stephen Strange. It's like, 
you know, he asked the ancient one point blank, how did you do this? He's like, well, how did you learn to do surgery stuff? It's like right. hours of study and practice is like, yes. This is basically like magic is less mystical and more like the martial arts. And that's right. actually how they show it. Like this is something where you study, you train, you devote yourself, mm-hmm. and then you can do it. Right. And the way they fit it into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the way they explain here's how magic here's how we now have magic in this world is that it is kind of like another form of science and basically what you're doing is you are tap you're using your ability to access energy from other dimensions and we know there are other dimensions already in the marvel cinematic universe we've seen that before yeah so that's what we're going to establish thing what what wizards are doing this is they are tapping into the the energy of those areas and channeling it and directing it using their own innate ability and practice as well as sort of what's been handed down or discovered over the centuries. And they also reference it um, like the original language of of magic, which is kind of like a universal source code. Hmm. That it is like that there are equations and math that if you pour energy into, you get these results. Yeah. Uh, looping back to the Tilda Twin thing, though, just to put it all full circle, I feel like this was a, a situation where they really didn't have that many good, uh, that many good options. Like I feel that it would have. I it's basically just a question of execution. Mm-hmm. And yes, in the trailers it looked awkward, but like once they put it into place, I think the execution worked. Worked. It worked well. very well. Um, the, the, so I think that it was like a success, and I haven't heard anybody on the internet complaining about how they did. Yeah. The, the only person I could see mm-hmm. um, who they could have put in that role mm-hmm. without angering anybody really would have been probably Jackie Chan because everybody loves Jackie Chan. I mean, to be perfectly honest, if they wanted to just have an Asian person in that role, the guy who played Wong as he, the ancient one would have been fantastic. He would have been a good, good choice too. I mean, I'm just a big fan of him in general, but he just steals the show that I just I would watch a whole movie of Wong. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, but, but let's be honest, we all know who the best character in Doctor Strange is. Who's the best character in Doctor Strange? It's the Cloak of Levitation. The Cloak of Levitation it's is the actually best pretty character. great. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hey, I'm just glad that that the actor who played the flying carpet from Aladdin is finally getting more roles. I mean, yes, he's been typecast. But let's be honest, how many other roles is he going to be able to do? He's got a great range, though. So Chris (laughs) does speak very correctly on this. The cloak is wonderful. You do get to see a piece of fabric give the world of hurt to somebody. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty great. It's it's fantastic. That's like boom, 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 boom. Uh, but yeah, Dan, do you have any? Uh, do you have, what other questions do you have? Well, so yeah, so going back to Benedict Cumberbatch, so yeah. I've, I've been recently watching the series Sherlock on the BBC, which, which is wonderful, which is which is a wonderful series, and, and season the next season's coming, I think, yeah. in like a month or two. So, I haven't seen the Christmas special though, the one they did where it was set in actual ta- Victorian times. I haven't seen it. I you also can... I also haven't seen all of it yet. I'm like halfway through the third no, series no right spoilers. now. No spoilers. And no spoilers on Sherlock because we didn't say that. But I will say that the character that you're describing in Doctor Strange sounds very similar to Sherlock, except he's American, right? Doc. Yes. So, so so I would say, I would say that Strange is not a high functioning sociopath, mm. which is what Sherlock, which is what Sherlock yeah. is. I would say yeah. that Strange is a is a high functioning. Very brilliant guy. He's got a bit too damn much ego. Oh, okay. Right. But doesn't have the idiosyncrasies that Sherlock does. Strange is able to. The thing is, is that Strange is able to socially function in the world mm-hmm. and understand what other people value. Mm-hmm. He's just very self-absorbed and arrogant. Mm-hmm. So, although there are similarities with Sherlock, he's he's less of a he's 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 not really played the n- same. Not the same. Like he's neurotypical. Like Sherlock is not played as a neurotypical character. Right. He's has you could say maybe it's autistic traits or just like some other social uh, social difference, but he's not really done neurotypically, which makes sense because in the books he's he's very different too. Right. Um, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange is, just, is pretty neurotypical. He's right. just very self-absorbed and arrogant and thinks he has all the answers. Right. Strange is the sort and of he's person, brilliant because he also has an amazing mind. But go right. on, sorry. Strange is the sort of person you put into a like multi-million dollar fundraising event and he will thrive. Mm-hmm. You put Sherlock into that same event and he will have 50 enemies before the first hour is done. Gotcha. 
Yeah. No, definitely. Like, and uh, one thing that I thought was also interesting is is that the car accident scene is legitimately jarring. Yeah. Um, I actually yelped when he like crashed. Uh, I I knew it was coming because I know like that part of the backstory. Same. But it it was still done like and it just a. It's like you're going, you're going, and you're like, oh, can you see this build up? You're like, oh, something bad's about to happen. It's and then it happens, and it's still jarring. It's honestly a really good PSA against distracted driving. Did you see the message at the end of the credits? No. There is actually a message at the end of the credits. Please don't drive distracted. Yeah. Driving distracted takes lives every year. Yeah, no, it's very true. And this was very good because it, it gives you that whole feeling like, oh, I'm just glancing over at this picture that was sent to me of uh, of someone who had a, MRI scan. A, a, an MRI scan. And then the person you're passing on the road, you clip them, and then you're just flying out. It's like, boom. It's like yeah. jolting. It's it's very effective. Yeah. Hmm. So, Tristan, have you – I know you haven't, Vera, but have you read the comics for Doctor Strange to some degree? Comics. Okay. Now, Like I said, I've not been a big follower of Doctor Strange. I've picked up a few things here and there. As always happens whenever a new Marvel cinematic movie comes out, I'm like, oh, this is a great chance to pick up, like, some omnibus collections. Mm-hmm. So what – so knowing what you know, um, and this is, uh, again, without spoiling other series and pulling them randomly, seemingly at random. So mm. like, The Walking Dead, the new season just came out, and there was a lot of complaining about the beginning of the season. But oh, yeah. It, but, no, no. The Walking Dead new season just totally blue-balled all of its viewers. But apparently it's very, very close to the comics, it, like like shot by shot to the comics, and people don't like show but then there's that other camp of people who feel that when you don't go by the comic book, you lose right. something. So what are your thoughts on that in general, I guess, for both of you, but yeah, then so Tristan? So stuff like Just this, definitely. stuff like this is always a very delicate balancing act. Is if Because if you stick too close to the source material, you are too limited in your freedom. Mm-hmm. And then you have to kind of go with whatever may not be good in the source material. If you stray too far from the source material, though, you risk alienating anyone who's appreciative of, of the material and anyone who's a fan of it. So, and there's no right way of doing it. There's a, like I said, you have to walk a very, very careful tightrope of it. The Lord of the Rings movies did a very good job of that. Except for Tom Bombadil, which people won't shut up about. But let's face it, I don't want to see Tom Bombadil in, the, in those movies because he's a really weird character and doesn't really fit the tone of the movies. I don't think anyone really liked the Tom Bombadil chapter <laughs> no, in I The Fellowship of yeah, no, yeah, Like yeah. People like to say, where's yeah. Tom Bombadil? It's like, do you remember reading The Fellowship of Did you actually read the book? Yeah. Do you remember how long it took to get to like forward and moving he, action? And how he has like no bearing on the actual plot apart from that yeah. scene and where you just have like this horrible visual like yes he's really powerful but he can't really give you influence and the thing is that he'll just be the last one to die if the if sauron wins basically. it's like oh god <laughs> basically um so i felt I, so bringing yeah bringing it back to dr strange. strange so again they had to do kind of a lot of like ham fisting almost because they already had the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe built. So they had to make a movie that introduces Doctor Strange but fits him into the cinematic universe they've already created. Mm-hmm. To that end, I felt they did a very good job. Had they, had they started, like had Doctor Strange been like one of the first round movies? Yeah. Then they could have gone... Because uh, Doctor Strange is one of those things that if you drop it in... It affects everything. Yeah. Once you add fucking magic to the Marvel Universe, that's something that has to be kind of put into everything else. Because it's really powerful as a plot plot element. It's really powerful. It is. Um, I feel what they did here, because right now they're showing Doctor Strange... Still, as a very much like an apprentice, he's mm. not Sorcerer Supreme yet. No, no, and I thought that was really cool. And that, like, you a lot of the movie is very much like Marsh Bob's movie, like seeing somebody fail and trying to get a grasp on things. Mm-hmm. 
And in the end, he achieves competency, not mastery, which I think was cool. Right. And also, I think is a lot more respectful and interesting than the trope of like, oh, someone learns something and then he becomes the best. Sort ever. of like the Matrix effect. In my, like That's the first thing that comes to mind where you have a character who's totally unknown in this universe and then by the end of the movie is the most all-powerful being. In... Right. Right. Strange right. Is, is definitely not that yet. But what is interesting, though, is that in addition, he does have an amazing talent for learning. Yes. And the cool... He's actually, I think... He and Ant-Man, I think, are the only real trickster heroes at this point. Mm-hmm. We've had a whole movie because he solves, I think, about every conflict with his brain. Right. Like, he has magical powers, but, but he's not the most powerful magical oh God, dude no. on the block. That, that's the whole point. But he's able this. to think around things. Right. That, that's the whole setup of this movie. Is and that, how he defeats the final villain, villain is great. Oh, it's beautiful. And it's beautifully set up. Yeah. Um, which, we'll, which we'll get to. Uh, so, all right. So plot. So plot. So plot. So well, basically, we, and, and I don't want to go into like the details of like the storyline of the plot because again, I, I'm hoping that people have been seeing the movie or listening right. to this. Yes, but like I guess getting to like where it fits in the Marvel universe, and I, I mean, I, and again, I don't want you to just kind of reiterate if it was just kind of told to you in the movie. But where do you think Doctor Strange fits in the greater cinematic universe following this movie? Well, there were so, two great. Um, there were two great post-credit scenes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Probably two one, of the best post-credit scenes they've yeah. done. The first one ties it into the rest of the universe. Perfectly. Perfectly. And the second one ties it into Doctor Strange movies. Yeah. Um, basically, Doctor Strange is going to have a role in Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Oh, God, yes. He's going to have a distinctive role. Hmm. And you get yeah. to see Benedict Cumberbatch across the street, uh, 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 just sitting across from, from uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And it's perfect. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, so basically, the role Doctor Strange is going to have in this is he has just been thrust into the deep end. And basically, because there's no one else to do it, now is uh, in command of the New York branch. So there are, there are these three sort of key nexus points. New York, of course, one of them is New York City. <laughs> New York, London, and Hong Kong. Right. That act as these sort of anchors for this sort of protective feel around the Earth to keep interdimensional things from wrecking our shit on a regular basis. Because there's basically no one else to watch it, Strange has now found himself um, basically as the head of the New York branch. So basically he's dropped in as the the head of strategic air command in the New York branch. Yeah. Um, if strategic, if strategic air command is fighting off extra dimensional threats. Right. <laughs> so, so where, so where Strange is going to come into this is that, is that he is now going to be the expert on anything extra dimensional. Yeah. But because he's still green, he's going to need help. That's how he's going to fit in with the rest of the Marvel universe. And the way they tie it in with Chris Hemsworth is through Loki. Uh, through The way they tie it in with Thor is through Loki. Because Loki is a trickster and has shown sort of extra-dimensional stuff before. Mm-hmm. So Loki is... Basically, he basically Strange tells Thor that your brother is kind of on my watch list as a potential threat. Because, spoilers, he is. Because, spoilers, <laughs> he totally is. Um... <laughs> And I would appreciate basically any insight or assistance you can give me in helping sort of contain him so you can take him back to Asgard and lock him up forever. Right. And also we get this great scene with Thor drinking from an automatic, a magically refilling beer stein. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Like, it's like, I don't, dr- it. I don't drink tea. <laughs> and he, just like started, he just like downs his stein of beer and then just starts refilling. And he looks at it like, I approve. <laughs> It's great. Uh, and yeah, they also set up the next villain for the... Uh, they set up the next villain in the last cutscene for the next Doctor Strange movies really, really nicely as well. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, it's 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 interesting. It just... It's structurally great and they well, earn and about all the moments. They earn all the moments and they set up... Like, the first Doctor Strange movie is not only a like origin story for Doctor Strange... It's also an origin story for the next villain. Yeah. In the Doctor Strange world. And I don't know the comics, so I didn't know that that was the origin story for the villain. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
it's it sets it up well and it also i feel like the villain's motivation is a lot better than most villains motivations yes. um both the future one and also the current one yeah so talk a little bit about the villains and the the, yeah. the, so, the current one and the upcoming so villain. the current villains i don't know if we want to spill the upcoming one though because that kind of like changes the whole tone of how you see the movie yeah it does that's i i, I feel well, that, although on the are, spoiler cast well, here so what we'll do is mm-hmm. we'll give a very specific warning yes before we talk about that and then maybe i can leave yeah, I actually think you shouldn't hear this. Okay. <laughs> um, so the villains for this one. So, so it, the Dark Dimension is it's kind of like the dark side of the Force, if you want to think about it that way. It's a dimension built on malice and hatred and sorrow and basically all this bad stuff. But there's a lot of power there. Also eternal life. Oh, wow. Like, quote, unquote, which... Well, because but time doesn't exist in the dark right. dimension. That's the other important thing, is that the dark dimension is a dimension outside of time. So it is a perpetual dimension. Um, and the big bad of that is Dormammu, which is basically evil god? Dormammu is both the, the villain and the dark dimension in and of itself. Yeah. And Dormammu is kind of like if you combined Cthulhu with well, no, Satan. No. If you could, I would say more if you combined um, like Yogg-Sothoth. A it's a deity from the Cthulhu mythos. Yogg-Sothoth would be a good right. would be a good example. But actively straight up inimical and power hungry, as opposed to just malicious and passive. Yeah, no, Satan. He wants to consume everything and put everything into himself. Right. Uh, and so. and there are these. I think what three of them. Are there three or four? Oh, there's multiple in the beginning, but the Ancient One kills a lot of them. Yeah. There's a bunch of cultists who want We're... to merge our plane with the Dark Dimension so everybody gets eternal life and can live forever and time right. is destroyed. Which, which sounds great! Um, and they are... They were wizards. They were adherents of the wizarding school. Yeah. Uh, who have turned their back on the teachings, t- stolen a right to basically rip open the gates... Let Dormammu in. Let him eat everything. Mm-hmm. Well, but their their but their sort of motivation for this is that is one of no. We want to save everyone mm-hmm. from time, right? Because time is the is the true right. enemy, right? Time yeah. kills everything. You're right. Good, evil, etc. Right. But if we all if we all fuck over to the dark dimension where time doesn't exist, we can all exist perpetually. Everyone. Only it's not actually all that great, as they find out at the very end. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 not a pretty place. And interestingly <laughs> yeah. enough, well, um, it is actually aesthetically, it's very gorgeous. It's not a pleasant like, place to spend all eternity. No, <laughs> but it, interestingly enough, uh, time is a very important part of the entire movie. Yes, and again, it is set up from the very beginning. The importance of time. Watches are a prominent motif, yeah. mm-hmm. and in the end, weirdly enough, time is the hero, and not ju- and the minor part of time being the hero is the Infinity Stone that gets to control it. Mm-hmm. The yeah. most important, scary, and interesting part of time is just time in and of itself yeah, right. using I'm a clever way as a character. Yes, right. <laughs> um, it's great. Yeah, so they attack the ver- the different outposts, and to destroy them, to weaken the. To weaken the protective field around the Earth, so they can pull in Dormammu. Mm-hmm. The way Strange solves all this. Do we want to spoil that? Because I, I feel like we've given enough hints. It is kind of an awesome thing in the movie in it itself. Is, it's a very awesome thing. I, as, as someone who used to review review movies, this is not something I'd put on the tag. Was real and not just fantasy. Just what I saw.
So how about this? How about yeah. I go away? Yeah. And you guys can talk about of... the ending, and then you guys can talk about how they how well they set up the next villain. Yes. And then you can let me know, and yes. I can scuttle on back down here. Great. Um, or I don't know if there's anything else to talk about beyond that. You guys could even, we could even stop stop there. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could talk about stuff. So yeah, I guess uh, you scuttle off, and then we <laughs> we'll can come get ta- you. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I guess text me. We're, we're, what we're going to talk about then is as fair warning to fair so don't what? listen to this if you haven't seen the movie because right. this movie is very good and these are things that uh, we've, we've already spoiled a bit this quite is, a bit actually this is the like ultra spoiler warning this is the ultra spoiler warning this is stuff that we think that will you will enjoy more if they come at you as a surprise right if they come at you fresh so uh Tris why don't you lead off okay so at the very end it is Strange, Wong the Librarian, and Mordo, who is another wizarding, who's been kind of like Strange's teacher, kind of? Or more, hmm. He's like his peer. He's his senpai, actually. Yeah, it's that's, senpai that's a good Mordo. way of pushing it. That, that's a good way of putting He's it. Like an, uh, he is an elder student who has put, put him as, under his wing and has been helping to teach him. Right. Three of them versus the Zealots, who have, at this point, like wrecked shit just all over the place. The ancient one is dead. After for a very very long time being alive. So and they are fighting in Hong Kong. Inside the time stopped streets, basically, Strange and company get there too late. So then Strange starts to turn back time. time. So so they are fighting while time is reversing. And it's beautiful. It's great. Like seeing seeing characters get. Like seeing some of these elves get stuck in, like reass. For anyone who's seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, <laughs> and who knows how uh, Crazy Diamond's stand power works, seeing that in live action here is great. I have like, not seen JoJo's, but it looks beautiful. Uh, uh, so, so, so basically, the, the main protagonist of Arc Four of JoJo's. The Jojo of, of Arc 4. His ability is the ability to fix things. Yeah. Hits. So, for example, what he can do is, like, punch you into a wall. Yeah. That you shatter through the wall. And then fix the wall so that you're trapped inside of it. That's really cool. You can also use that to heal people and stuff like that. But in in, Steven, in Doctor Strange, we see characters like thrust up against the wall and then the wall, a damaged wall and then the wall repairs itself because time's moving backwards and they're stuck in it. Yeah. No, it's it, it's it's really great. But the thing is, is that that actually is not, that power isn't able to be used as the deus ex machina because at the end they run up at the fact that Dormammu exists outside of time right. so and it, it's already there. It's like, there. And they can't reverse it. They can't reverse back to it. Um, so Strange decides that the only... He figures out basically there's only one way to solve this. Which is to fly right in to the dark dimension and come face to face with Dormammu himself. And to try to bargain with him. So what Strange He tries to bargain with him and then what happens, Triss? So Strange, before he lands in front of Dormammu, sets up a time loop. Sets up a Groundhog Day scenario, basically. To just before that moment. Yes, and but you don't realize that when you're watching the movie because you're he like, faces Dormammu, the and then Dormammu kills him, yeah. and then and he then just he comes back. Again. And then Dormammu takes it once in a while for you as the audience, because he dies in RFS, to realize what happened, and also for Dormammu to realize that, oh, I'm just reliving this again and again. What the hell have you done? Dormammu's like, what the f- have you done? And he's like, this is time. This is something <laughs> from my universe. And I've brought it into yours. Yeah. And Sucks, it, don't it? Yeah. And he basically keeps it on repeat. And Dormammu's like, well, you'll just die for it and lose forever. It's like, yeah, but you'll be stuck here. And yeah. the end, Dormammu's like, no, please make it stop. He's like, right. take I, your followers, leave our dimension, never come back, and I'll stop. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll reset time. Yeah. And it's really cool because like, yes, you can just keep murdering me as much as you want. It's not going to help. Because in one of the first scenes when Strange is taking a bullet out of a patient's head, he tells someone to cover their watch so he can concentrate. Yep. Scene Strange has a whole bunch of watches you see him look at and he puts one on before driving off and having yep. his distracted driving moment. 
Uh, and at the very end, he's only got one watch left. And it's the watch of love left. interest gave him. Exactly. And he kept, it's the one piece of value that he's he's kept with himself. Yeah, even um, though by the end of it, it's damaged and broken. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh, the, it's really cool what they're what they end up doing with it. And again, they beautifully set it up. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see a movie where the character, a superhero movie especially, where the characters don't win because of brute force or right, they don't, amazing it's not, technology. It's not, we have a Hulk. It's, go smash. It's, no, 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 no. You're, you're messing with me on my terms now. And I'm going to outthink you. And I'm going to outthink you. Which is great. And they really do show this how much he, he is, uh, he's focused on. Now, for the big thing, um, is uh, would be Mordo. Yes. Mordo is a friend of Steven's and is a big part of the plot and a big fighter against Dormammu throughout the movie. Yep. But he then leaves the wizarding school because he it's just been, realizes well, revealed that, that the ancient one has been kind of hypocritical here and has been tapping into the dark dimension to keep herself alive. Yes. And he is shocked by this revelation and when the ancient one dies he's not able to square that and then once strange uses turning back time to defeat dormammu he's like that's the bill of, will always come due right we that's can't kind of the keep, last nail in the coffin we can't keep doing this i'm going to leave you all uh and so he takes his ball and leaves and we think oh this is just like a iron man captain america situation they're breaking up, but they're still on the same side. Right, or he's going to go live as a hermit or something. Exactly. This doesn't. There is no indication that Mordo is going to be a bad guy in this movie whatsoever. In many ways, he's a good guy. Oh, Inflexible, yeah. but he is a good guy in this. 100% good guy. 100% on team good. Saves the world with Doctor Strange. He just, he can't get around he, he moral comp- these moral compromises. He can't keep the, up the fight. His heart's not in it anymore. Well, but um, then he decide he comes to a revelation, and the character who brings everything into the beginning of the, the who sets up Doctor Strange's becoming a wizard is this patient who ended up, uh, he, uh, what's the word? This patient ended paralyzed. up paralyzed, and basically then he was able to walk. Lower torso, basically from a like mid arm, like from like uh, bicep down. Yeah, so his lungs weren't paralyzed, his heart wasn't paralyzed, but his arms, his legs, lower torso. And then he was able to walk and play basketball after studying with the Ancient One. and right. Basically using magic to move your body naturally. It, yeah, basically using magic to force your body to move the way you want it to move. Exactly. And then the after credit scene, we see this guy again, and what happens? Mortal comes up and rips the magic out of him. Yeah, because he says the problem with the world is too many wizards, and... He paralyzes this guy again. Yeah. You're like, oh dear, I see exactly how he came to this conclusion, and he's going to be a horrifying villain. Yep, especially if he keeps ripping magic out of people and taking it for himself. Oh yeah. Well, I didn't know he was taking the magic for himself. I think so. Well, regardless of which, regardless of that which. poor dude is now paralyzed, and Mordo is on a quest to cut down the number of wizards, if not get rid of no, magic he's entirely. Going, he is going straight Darth Vader. Straight, yeah, he, he's going straight, straight to murder dark side. all the Jedi, yeah, because there are too many Jedi. And the cool thing about um, the stuff with the ancient one was is that and her using the dark dimension in order to extend her life and keep on doing her job was you see, from the very first interaction between her and the and the chief vill- and the villain of the of the movie where he calls her a hypocrite. You see that this is this is built up. This is the these hints were put throughout mm-hmm. the script, and so when that reveal happens, it's it is naturalistic. It makes sense, mm-hmm. and it really adds the motivation because, as Morno said, the reason why there's this rebellion happened uh, was because people saw the hypocrisy, saw that she was not obeying her own teachings, mm-hmm. and thus the whole world was put into jeopardy. Uh, it was it's it's very it's very nicely set up. I mean, this well, is a really and, good script. Yep, and her stance is that, and her stance is sort of an almost an ends justifies the means, but only if you can, only if you are strong enough, dedicated enough, disciplined enough to accept the means. It's her stance. Yeah. No, so, and that, so because because she feels she is 
good enough and she is let's face it like like we haven't actually seen her do anything specifically evil just by tapping into the dark dimension this whole time yeah no i mean i it's it's interesting it's a it's a movie that is definitely take uh, definitely looks at like compromises that people well, and, and she's and one of the things the ancient one says is we never defeat our demons we just learn to live above them right definitely and interestingly enough though especially with mordo being set up to be the villain is is that now uh he was actually the person who convinced the ancient one to bring stephen strange into the fold because mm-hmm. she rejected him because he thought he was too too ambitious, too much like Caecilius, the man who rebels and starts this cult that tries to uh, bring Dark Dormammu in, the, the villain of the film. And, and Mordo persuades him that, no, you should give him a chance. Right, because right. maybe that's what we need. Exactly. So And, and Strange and, and Caecilius do have a great conversation. Oh, it's it's wonderful. Like, Oh, yeah, where they're, like, they're almost calmly discussing the pros and cons of, of joining with... Dormammu and Stephen's like this isn't good like look at you and what this power is doing to you yeah no thanks yeah no it's a like, um, like it's like you make a great point mm-hmm. but have you looked in the mirror recently no it's a it's interesting uh, but yeah I mean this is this is a good movie all around and I think it is one, it's one of the best Marvel movies I'm excited for the character of Doctor Strange uh, I know some people will be probably really angry at us because like I didn't know that Mordo was supposed to be a villain um, but we, we gave warning yeah no no we, but we no, no no not about the spoiler but just that like oh these noobs were thought didn't know about this uh, but like you know it's like a lesser known comics character and I'm just excited to see more adventures of him. I've decided mm-hmm. to see him doing stuff in Asgard, uh, in I, Thor Ragnarok, and I, I, I think that this is just a great, uh, great thing for the Marvel Cinematic Universe that they continue to make good movies in different genres and they make it work. Yeah. Um, the other moments I can't wait to see are Robert Downey Jr. and Benedict Cumberbatch and Benedict Cumberbatch together as epic facial beard bros. Yeah, no, First I think of all, that is going to be great. Second of all, the weirdness of having two actors who both played Sherlock Holmes working together. Um, and, the, and just last thing I want to say is, I also really liked that while they did have the sort of Inception-y, world-bending stuff, in Inception it was done as art porn. Yeah. Here, mm-hmm. characters actually used and interacted with it. Yeah, no, it was fair. The coolest, something that I really think was cool about this is that they did magic, but they kept the magic very, very grounded. Mm-hmm. And I think that what, because that's one of the problems I feel in science fiction and fantasy is, is that when you do not establish the physics of your world. Right. Because if you don't have the physics of it, it's just like, oh, it's magic. Oh, it's science fiction. We can do whatever. Your world has no weight. Your world has no yep. stakes. And they really put that down in the same way that Avatar and the Legend of Korra did in by basing it in martial arts. Right. When the crazy stuff you're doing is based off like mar based off martial movements and off like people uh, on off actual like martial arts it's, moves it's, that people are it's doing. It's all variations on Tai Chi, basically. Exactly, and it it makes it really just right because Tai Chi really is about sick. moving and flowing energy. Adding that into elemental stuff just sense from a like grounding standpoint yeah no um, it, it worked it worked it worked great in avatar um i don't know how many different martial arts styles they used for um the for dr strange in avatar they used for basis of four different ones yeah um but for this i mean it was physically grounded and that's why the magic was so magical and right well i just or i want to talk about just a scene where like strange is running from them and they start making the hallway loop back on itself that was so cool like because, like I said, in we saw that in Inception. Yeah. But no one interacted with it. It wasn't really, like, an element. It was just, look at this crazy shit we can do with CG. Fap, 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 fap. And let's be honest. Doctor Strange's stuff looks a lot better than what they had in Inception. Yeah. It's really pretty. It well, is, like, also... gorgeous, just, like, beautiful type stuff. Well, plus, you have it going on with things from the real world. So you see things interacting with it. Yeah. Which I thought looked great. Because there's definitely, again, they make things solid as well as pretty. Right. And just going back to it, um, 
the whole <laughs> poor Dan. I'm just gonna let him know to come back down. Um, yes, uh, Mr. Zarzinski is is uh, away and probably uh, probably crying somewhere. Okay, um, but the whole that's one of the reasons why I like the show Supernatural mm-hmm. for all of its faults. Yeah, and and that show does have some some faults, some serious faults. Um, what I love about Super, one thing that I love about Supernatural is that they very clearly set up the rules. Mm. Yeah, said this is the way these things work. Yeah, and they hold to those. Yeah, like this is the way you deal with ghosts. Yeah, this is the way you deal with this. This is the way you deal with that. So Tristan. I haven't watched a ton of Supernatural. I've enjoyed what I've seen, but like oh the only people where, I know who really like Supernatural are actually most of my lady fro- uh, most of my lady nerd friends. So uh, my my question is like, how on earth are you single if you're just like you have the asset of being a dude who like ladies can talk about Supernatural about? Like I don't know. I, I, I feel like that the, I feel like that the next time you're talking to people at a con or something, you should just drop supernatural and be like, whoa. <laughs> Ladies, let's all be honest here. Castiel is the best character. <laughs> like, I'm show... joking, but I'm not joking. <laughs> no, he is the best character. Like the, that show should have ended <laughs> in season five. L- looping back to Doctor Strange. Looping Anything else we wanna so, add to it? No, no, no. So so what we were talking about then, who just came back, is how we appreciated how everything in Doctor Strange was grounded, mm-hmm. and how things felt like like there was a very specific sort of setup to it, a setting for it, rules to it. And I just mentioned that that's one of the things I like about Supernatural is they kind of do the same thing. They set yeah. a lot of rules for the universe and then stick by those rules. Yeah, and as, as a writer and also as a, as a consumer of media, I also... As I was saying to, to Tris, it's very important to me that when you do science fiction and fantasy, that it is grounded and that you keep your physics. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have the physics, there's no stakes. Yeah, there's a uh, one of the book series I've been reading recently or starting up again is the uh, Honor Harrington series of sci-fi novels, um, which which are kind of they're not hard sci-fi. Yeah, but they are still kind of grounded in physics yeah um and it does things like like scale very well mm. uh, basically the way starships work in this is that they create these two different basically this pressure differential of gravity yeah so that the ship pulls itself along through gravity but also pushes itself forward right and it creates this sort of bow plane yeah of, of gravity around the ship as it's moving cool and you can't act, and you can't shoot through that interesting because basically, if you try to shoot at it, the gravity will just uh-huh. send it away from the ship. Cool. As it's moving. On the side, it's a little weaker. But basically, all starships have like these two planes that you can't attack from. Yeah. Uh, there's one book that is just like straight naval combat, like the entire series. And what I really like about it is that there are there are battles in these books that literally take days. Yeah. No, I mean it's. Uh, I've heard the series. It's basically like the Napoleonic Wars in space. Yeah, um, which and is honor cool is, stuff. Honor is uh, space England. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it's it's like like there, there's a battle. Or there are battles where it's like, okay, we've passed each other. We've ripped the crap out of each other. Mm. We've now got like 18 hours before we loop around and face each other. So we've got 18 hours to repair as much as we can. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, oh, and this all this is happening at millions of kilometers apart. Mm-hmm. We can't see each other. Like, we can't look out a window and go, there they are. But yeah, no. And I mean, I've, I've wanted to take a look at those books for a while. But then to loop it back to Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> no, now, my derailing now, shall not end. Now I know what happened when I was freezing my ass off upstairs. <laughs> oh, well, we're sorry, We only dude. got really off topic for the last, like, Maybe five minutes. Well, yeah, okay. we, we were we were pretty close. Good, cool. Um, but no, it's like it is that it really is so a shit. It's really is a movie where it kind of is as Tris was saying, it does what Inception did, except I think it does it prettier, and, and there is actual physical weight in terms of what's right. happening in the yeah. pretty. Cool. Uh, but yeah, is there anything else you want to talk to about Doctor Strange? Other I than I think we've covered most of it. I think we have. It's a great movie. Everyone should go see it. Yep. Uh, Not only because it's the next 
MCU movie. But because it's legitimately one of the best. I mean, yeah. again, only Captain America Winter Soldier, a, a.k.a. Captain America versus the Drone Program, is better for me. <laughs> I really, That was my favorite one, too. And I don't have no... Like, I don't follow the storylines. I don't know anything about yeah. any of these characters. And that was actually one of my favorites. So, if so, not, my so favorite not counting Avengers movies. Yeah. So not counting not counting uh, Age of Ultron or the Avengers. Yeah. Because those two really kind of stand on their own. Yeah. And I feel shouldn't be listed in a list of your favorite top Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, my top would probably have to be... Probably Guardians... Winter Soldier, Doctor Strange, Iron Man One. That's real. That good. Good and reasonable. Um, yeah. No. I mean, my my top is is uh, Winter Soldier, Doctor Strange, Guardians, Thor One, Ant Man. Uh, but yeah. No. It's a. It's great. It's great that we have this awesome thing where we get to see Marvel on, movies. Yeah. Awesome superhero movies on Being a regular done basis. Done rightly. I know that things of different genres. Like, mm-hmm. it's they're superhero movies, but they're superhero movies that riff off of different genres yeah. and do different things. And that's really fun, cool, and exciting. What I want to see hmm. is I want to see a Marvel Cinematic Universe horror movie. I'm not sure what it would be. I'm not sure which hero it would be. But I'd be they... down for a Western. I, I just love Westerns. I, I, I think you could argue that... Problems that westerns have a very speci- tend to have a very specific time and place setting. Yeah, I think I think probably Guardians comes closest to the western right. genre. Yeah, definitely. In terms of like plot elements and structure. Cool. By the way, I can't wait for our eventual Westworld spoiler cast. Oh anyway. man, <laughs> uh, I know have we all been watching yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, have. I didn't I've, see last week's, but I've watched, yeah, I've, I've watched the first episode. I'm not sure about that series, like. I, like Anthony Give Hopkins. it your time. It's good. Anyway, Anyways, that's a story for another day. Before we finish off on movies, though, uh, we want to weigh a little bit in on Miss Peregrine's. No, I think we can wait. Maybe do we can definitely wait to do another that. one. Um, but I enjoyed that as well. Uh, but yeah, no, I think this was this is good. I think that we shall uh, be doing more of these. At the very least, we're going to do Rogue One and yeah. probably oh, Fantastic. Oh, you- Oh, you know we're going to do Rogue One. Yeah, and, and feel and free Fantastic to Fantastic Beasts, I think we have to do because Harry yeah, Potter, of course. slash it looks really good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, all right. Are you Team Muggle or Team Nomad? Because honestly, I'm Team Muggle because Muggle, Nomad sounds vaguely naughty. <laughs> Jesus, Tris. What are your thoughts of, <laughs> of, of breaking it out into movies, music, games? Let us know. Um, review us on iTunes or Stitcher or just comment somewhere in our, on our website, 3headedboy.com. Uh, Definitely. And, yeah, no, to do that because what we're currently thinking is we're wondering whether our movie stuff should be broken separately from the spoiler cast or whether it should be in the same uh, – same numbers and if you actually comment on the uh, c- comment you will actually have an, an impact here yeah yeah uh you will be able to visibly see how you change history yeah. we know it's been a while guys but we're back we're committed to doing more of these getting back into the swing of things probably not as <laughs> i, I kind of pick up the hard swallow as he had to say that yeah no we are though <laughs> we are. no for sure um, and this is this format's going to allow us to do that yeah great Great. Cool. Till next time, guys. Tell us what you thought. Otherwise, till next time. Make sure good. you check us out on iTunes. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com/slash threeheadedboy. All spelled out. And check out the site for our articles and other fun stuff. Yeah. Great, right, guys. Till next time. Till next time. Bye. Get that plug in.